here, you're listening to the She's Up podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin M. Kirksey. She's Up is all about us rising to our call as kingdom women. On each episode, you'll hear from regular women and how they are looking for and living out their callings in everyday life. I can't wait for you to join us on our journey to be the kind of women that when our feet hit the floor, the devil says, oh no, she's up. Hello, friends. Welcome back to She's Up. I'm so excited for you to be here today. Um, on our episode with me, I have my very good, wonderful friend, um, Jaden Cassitz. And let me tell you, this human is unbelievable. Like, one of my top five favorite people ever. And she is unbelievably intelligent funny as I'll get out and one of my favorite people to ever walk the face of the earth so I'm so excited for you to hear from her today um Jaden what's up how are you feeling what's going on wow what an introduction that was hard to top I'm very flattered (laughs) that's awesome no hey I'm feeling good I'm glad to be here and I'm very very honored to be able to talk to one of my favorite humans as well so thank you for having me Well, I am so pumped that we get to talk and just kind of walk through some of these things. Um, For those of you that want or care about some context between me and Jaden, so I served as student body president at OSU um, in 2019, 2020. It's weird that I had to think about that because it wasn't that long ago. (laughs) But um, Jaden was actually my chief of staff. And so she played a very important role in my life during that entire year. And let's just say I would not have survived without her. Um, (laughs) She denies it, but I uh, wholeheartedly believe that that's true. Um, And now she gets to serve as OSU student body president, which is super awesome, amazing to watch her exist in that capacity. So yeah, if you needed to know how awesome she was, there you go. I'm sure you'll find out more, but. And likewise, that's your casual flex, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just love it. (laughs) All right, you ready to jump in? Yeah, let's go for it. All right, so what is something all of your friends know about you? So this one took me a while because I had to like pull some of my friends and I was like, I think a lot of my friends would answer this in a different way. But my favorite answer that I got back that I think all of my friends consistently know about me is the amount of Spotify playlists I have and how reliable they are. It's very much one of my biggest treasures. And I would say the last time I talked about this, I think I had like 120 and now it's gotta be like 130, 140. It's like a lot of Spotify playlists. Yeah, I think the first question people ask is like, how do you have that many like, you know, moods or like vibes? And that's really not what it is at all. It's more like, it's more like a diary of like every month or so I get bored. And so I start a new one and then it's like, I can go back and listen to them at any given time and know like exactly where I was mentally <laughs> at that period. So it's kind of timeline of my life, I guess. There you go. I keep journals, Jaden keeps Spotify playlists. <laughs> That's our difference. <laughs> yes. But I will say, her Spotify playlists are really cool because I remember, I don't know what I was doing, but it was the first time I discovered that you did this. And it was at the beginning of the month and you were explaining it to me how you like add songs throughout the month. And it's like that month of that year. And I was like, amazing. My mm. music 
database and my brain is not that large so I'm very I'm always impressed by that well my one of my favorite holidays to celebrate every year is when Spotify wrapped comes out (laughs) (laughs) and I can see what I listen to and so I think my favorite part of this year's Spotify wrapped was I saw like how many new artists you discovered and it was like over 2,000 I was like how is that even possible I didn't even know there were over 2,000 artists (laughs) you know we love a good diverse music library you know it's awesome Uh, all right friend so what is something you are an expert in Okay, so I think like it's funny. I I don't know if it was you that said this, but that you know, that quote about being like a I'm really bad with sayings, but like when you try everything, but you're not an expert in anything, that's kind of where I'm at. But I think my so the thing that I would call myself an expert in is related to the Spotify thing. I think I would say that I'm an expert in starting new projects, and I never said finishing, never <laughs> ever ever said finishing, but I constantly always am starting new projects and like new hobbies and new things to do because I just get bored so easily and so uh, there are very much times where I will be creating a Spotify playlist or like reading a book or something and then all of a sudden something else comes up and I just kind of leave things behind so I'm trying to work on that a little bit but it's same same thing with sentences that I say sometimes I'll just like drop it off and be like nope done with that one next that does happen I can attest So I'll try to do exclusively coherent sentences today. (laughs) You know, it's fine. A dropped off sentence here and there, not going to end the world. Amazing. What are some projects that you've started recently that you're excited about? And maybe hopefully you could potentially finish them. Oh, okay. So I started crocheting this winter and I was like, okay, this is going to be great. And I'm going to start so small so that I can finish something. Because the problem with when I used to crochet is I would start something, get three quarters of the way done and then like rip it all out and be like, I didn't like that part, you know, but so I obviously didn't do what I should have. I started with like a, a huge blanket. I was like, this thing is massive and I'm going to finish it. And I have not touched it in like three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but that's one of the new ones recently. I started to try to create playlists that I could actually finish. So that's a good one. Which a good thing about a playlist is you don't have to finish it because it can just be what it is. You know, you that's what's great. Um, those are a few of my recent ones. Oh, I've started. I've started reading recently a mm-hmm. lot. Like not like started reading for the first time, but like started like reading more and reading <laughs> things that I'm interested in. And I've been doing a lot of like history research, which I love. So it's been good. We love it. Love to hear it. So would you say that you are looking for or living out your calling at this point? I would say both. I think there are aspects that I have figured out and there are aspects that I'm still looking for. And I think that there's kind of like an internal calling that you have and then like a way to put your calling to action. Mm -hmm. And I think the internal side I have but the like actual what that looks like in my daily life part is developing every day so i would say both okay so what does this look like day to day for you then that is a good question so i think this is something that i've really tried to think about for the last couple of months and like try to put more action in my step, I guess, so to speak, and to be more like intentional with the day-to-day activities. So something that I've started to do recently is like, I don't like, I don't, I don't want to say meditation because that works sounds so scary, but like 10 minutes of like silence that I have with myself and to just think about my thoughts and try to get really deep into 
my psyche, I guess, so to speak. And so, you know, some people call that prayer, some people call that meditation. I just call it my 10 minutes of silence. <laughs> but um, the, the cool thing about that is like, I'm a very go, go, go person. I think it's kind of how we're trained to be nowadays is like, you're, you're measured by how productive you are. And so this for me was something that I was like exclusively starting to do for myself. And the first few times were really, really difficult. <laughs> but the more, the more I did it, the more I was able to like listen and find that internal voice and be able to understand myself better. And so highly would recommend. Now I get really excited for it. And it's something that I like love to do every day. So that's one way that I'm doing, living out my calling day to day or looking for it, so to speak, is because kind of what I'll try to do is like, ask questions into the void and try to get an answer and that has been something really fun for me it's kind of like it's just exciting and fun and new so that's something that I love to do I would say another thing that I'm doing to live out my calling or look for it is just like and I don't, I'm trying to think of like I want to give credit where credit's due I don't know who started this quote but probably a bunch of people have said it a bunch of different ways but I would say like when you're trying to find what your calling is is to like notice your excitement like and I think that's something that's big because I have always done a lot of things and I have not always loved everything that I have done and that's very very vague but I think a lot of people can relate to that but if you can notice when your eyes light up and if you can notice what things like just make your heart happy that is a really good way to find what makes you you but Conversely, I would also say that finding the things that make you really sad, as sad as that sounds, is really important because it's important to know what breaks your heart before you can know what makes your heart, you know what I mean? So that's something that I'm also trying to do. And I think another day-to-day activity that I've tried to start doing more recently is, and this is a quote by my friend Alex, so she would be very happy that I'm using this, but she always says, stop asking people for directions to places you've never been. So I am very much one to like pull my friends whenever I have a hard decision and not take their advice anyway, so I don't know why I do it, but I've started to kind of try to like make myself the decider in my life. And as silly as that sounds, it's very effective. Oh, I love that. I will definitely, I will say that it has been really cool for you, for me to watch this transformation for you of like leaning into that silence. Cause I know that, you know, this season hasn't been, this season hasn't been like roses and sunshine for you, but I've been, I've been really inspired to see how you've really dug your heels in and really fight for, you know, you in the midst of this, which Of course, I'm really proud of you because I know that that's not always habitual for you, (laughs) but it's something I'm really excited to see where it takes you. And, you know, I was thinking about this last night, um, but I remember when I told you about my dream all this time ago and I was driving away from your apartment last night and I was like, I still believe that that is true. And for those of you that are like, what the heck's going on right now? These girls are crazy. Um, For a long time, I did not believe in prophetic dreams. I just didn't. Um, And then I started having them. And I truly, fully believe that it was the Holy Spirit trying to use me as a vessel. And I was a little freaked out when it happened, but it's fine. Um, It's really cool. And I think on the flip side of it, it's something that 
I have been given as a responsibility to wield. Um, and so a couple months ago, I had a dream about Jaden, and it was just, and it, I don't know, it was, it was this vision of just floodgates opening in her life. And I don't know what that means or what that looks like or how it's going to happen, but I just, we were together yesterday and I don't know, driving away, I just got this feeling of, you know, it's not over yet. It's not done yet. It's not finished. So I'm very excited to see what that means for you. Well, as scary as it was, I'm sure for you to have that dream, I think it's equally as scary for me to <laughs> to hear that. What kind of <laughs> responsibility? But no, that's that's very very cool. To I guess cool is the only word I have to, in my vocabulary to describe the way that that feels. But no, that's that's awesome, and I am just so thankful for you and for everything that you're doing for people actively and everything that you will do. It's definitely not over for you as well, but it's a very <laughs> very scary ass <laughs> <laughs> yes and you know we don't know i don't know what's going on but you know thankfully i don't have to okay so let's kind of kind of transition into our next question but what are some things that have prepared you for where you are now so okay i could answer this in like a very short and simple way or I could answer it in a very like long-winded way and I think we can like start long-winded and then go transition into the short period <laughs> sorry I don't know why I'm giving context to my answer to the question but <laughs> I feel like it's I necessary it. okay well I would say on a, like a deeper level it's funny because you know you're referring to like over time that this season has taken place for me or whatever and I as you said that I was like okay well where did this like season start for me and when did I start making this realization and I think when I started to really think about my calling and who I was and start living like what I was meant to do versus like what I was doing I guess and what, what people wanted me to do I had a really really scary near-death experience with a car accident in like Labor Day weekend and I, it was crazy for a multitude of reasons and I won't go into all of the scary details, but I walked away from that literally unscathed. And the crazy thing is like, I was the only one who was there. I was the only one who was involved. It was purely my life in question and no one else was even around. And so I had a very, very near death experience and I walked away from it thinking like, wow, it's like a survivor's guilt, I think, is the term that people use of like, wow, why did I get this opportunity? And so many people don't get this opportunity. And so I made a promise to myself, like literally that same day, that not only was I going to try to find what I was meant to do, but that I would make it worth something and I would change somebody's life because I got a second opportunity. And so that to me was like, very scary in the moment to kind of make that promise, especially like I think a lot of us live life and especially in college, I think we, we live this life of like day to day. I just do what I have to do. I do my tasks and then I go home and then I go to sleep and whatever else. But trying to be more intentional about each day is like been a promise that I've made to myself and it has just like consistently improved my life over time. And I'm not saying everybody needs to have a near death experience, but I am saying that like that is a really easy way to 
get kicked into gear, you know what I mean? And to start trying to figure out what it is that you're meant to do. And for a person like me, who I was just so lost for so long, I think that was really huge. And I think that's something that's definitely prepared me for where I am now. And then other things that I have on this topic, I would say is like, I think overexerting myself definitely has prepared me for where I am now. Mm in every aspect of life. And I know that's something that you understand. So I'm definitely going to have you talk about that as well. But just like, I think we, like I said, societally, we are defined by the level of pro- productivity that we have. And I am so shocked by that. It's like something that I know internally, but when I like say it out loud, I really hear it again. And, you know, I think it's, you always like to tell me like, you know, a day isn't necessarily measured by how productive you are. And sometimes it's just a day of rest or whatever else. And that's something that's really hard to internalize. But I think getting myself to a point where I was just like so physically, mentally, emotionally exhausted was really impactful and figuring out what it is that I'm supposed to be doing, if that makes sense. Because like when you're so tired and you just like don't want to do anything, it's really easy to sit and think and that's where you can have a conversation with yourself. But I don't know. You, I'll let you comment on that too. So the first thing I'll say is I found out that Jaden got in a car accident on Instagram. <laughs> and this, no, no, no. When, when she says this is a bad car accident, like Jaden is someone that like she's not aloof but she blows things off sometimes um (laughs) and she was just like oh it's fine i just like casually wrecked my car on the highway and i'm like what what like where are you how did you get to where you're supposed to be like what's going on and she's like oh it's fine and i'm just like uh 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 So just just so everyone understands that um, kind of in the second part of what you're saying, I and Jaden and I, among many of the people that you, you will hear from, um, have lots of deep life chats. I don't think we've ever had a phone call longer than an hour um, or shorter than an hour. But, you know, we have talked incessantly about this. I think during our entire friendship and that battle that both of us have faced in what it looks like and what it means for us to do too many things, do things that we hate, (laughs) unfortunately, and, you know, really lean into the things that fill us up and fulfill us and not feel guilty about it. And, uh, you know, we, we both have that fierce servant heart and it, it is played out differently and in different ways and in different passions. But at the core, you know, we both have this desire to do what we can to help the people that we're, we feel responsible for. And for Jaden and I both, we have had to learn to navigate what it looks like to still, you know, feed that fire and that passion, but also make sure that we're fed too. And, you know, I think we can both be excited about where we started and where we're at at this point. Um, That doesn't mean that we're either one of us are done, but 
Right. Well, and I think what's something that's so interesting, and this is like controversial when I say it a lot of the time, so feel free to <laughs> hop in with your feelings about this, but I think a lot of times as women, we're taught that we are as valued as we are selfless. And what's so interesting about that is there are a couple ways to interpret that. And I think the way that most women interpret that is I have to love other people so hard that I lose myself and that I become smaller and I disappear. And in reality, you can love other people so much harder if you are taken care of and if you are whole. And I think that's something that a lot of us get lost in trying to be so over the top, selfless, lay ourselves at the feet of others when you can't really do that effectively if you aren't 100% there. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think that there's kind of this, this web of sticky pieces of that. And I would even say in the church, and I'm not saying like a specific church for like the capital C church, we see this a lot. And, you know, even, even, you know, not explicitly like looking for examples in the Bible, but even just what is perceived and demonstrated and expected in the church sometimes leads us to believe that we don't, our identity always should come from the Lord and from what Jesus did on the cross. And I wholeheartedly believe that, but the other stuff it feels like sometimes we have to lose our identity to be worthy of that. Does that make sense? Did that come out right? No, that, that came out right. And I, I would say something that's really helped me recently is like, I used to have a hard time really, really diving into faith if I wasn't mentally whole. And I think something that's helped me reconcile that is that I used to seek out faith by reaching up and I've since reconciled that to now, I see, seek faith by reaching in. And that is something to me that's been like very, very fruitful because they can be one and the same. And so I definitely agree with that, with what you're saying. I think it goes hand in hand. Yeah. But, and I would also say that the church is not bad and there are some churches that do this well, but I think sometimes we can get caught up in the lie that women and men are different in the sense that we are only good, worthy, qualified, able, valued, whatever, if we are completely selfless and kill ourselves doing it. And that's a lie. Right. And I don't know, I just, I, and I know we've talked about it, but it's just, it's something that just from what I understand about Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Father, like that's contrary to what we're called and how we were created because we can't pour from an empty cup. Jaden's heard me say that a lot. <laughs> and I don't know, I just soapbox, but. Yeah, no, true that though. <laughs> I totally echo. <laughs> oh man. Well, what is your why? What would you say, you know, even, you know, this dichotomous life of looking for and living out your calling at the same time, at the core of it, what's your why? Yeah, wow, big question. <laughs> big, big did, question, Did you girl. think that we were gonna do small questions? <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely didn't think that, but uh, I mean, I think there are gonna be a lot of people 
in any given person's life that will have like a very prepared, succinct 45 second elevator speech to a question like this. <laughs> and I just am not a kind of person who can take big metaphysical ideas and package them into small wrappers. And so I can answer this question, but I could probably spend eight hours talking about it. But I think the simplest way to answer my why and I'm excited to talk about it because it's something that I really have like nailed down recently. Okay. I, my why is connecting people with their power and making other people feel seen. And I think that there are a variety of reasons why that's my why. <laughs> that's another podcast. <laughs> that's another podcast. It's another day. It's another time. But and it's funny because I say that and people are like, what does that mean? And I don't really know. I mean, I think that, and that's what I was saying earlier about like looking for and living out your calling can be like the same thing. Cause like, I know what it is, but there's a lot of different ways to put that into practice. And I think I've seen a lot of different ways to put that into practice. And it's funny because a good friend said to me recently, like, okay, well, if there's not a specific job or career or occupation with your why then just make it <laughs> like it's so simple yeah. the internet <laughs> but, is vast <laughs> i know but i think that there's a lot of ways to uh to connect people with their power and i'm excited to see what that's going to look for me after this chapter of me doing that closes mm -hmm. and i'm very motivated and energized to try to find a new way to do that yeah and i also i want to speak some truth in to that because you do that already and you know, I just, it's, I understand that maybe it's, that's kind of like a vague concept for some people, but knowing you so well, I see that as a natural overflow of your life. And it is something that I love because not only do you get excited to do it because it's truly, truly what you were created to do, but also to see the impact that you have on the people who you get to empower, I think is even more so. And yeah, just... that's, wow, that's very sweet. But I, so I told myself I wasn't going to talk about student government on this podcast today. <laughs> I opened <laughs> no, the I podcast like, with this. No, so it's... I know, I was like, Jaden, that's off limits. But okay, so, <laughs> but what I will say is you, the last, you know, the last question was about like, what has prepared you? And I think that was something for me that years and years ago, when I first started my student tenure in public service, I <laughs> had absolutely no like reason for why I wanted to do it. I was just like, oh, this sounds fun. And so anyway, I think that's how we start a lot of things. I was yeah. like, oh, this sounds fun. And it's funny because I also talked about earlier, like recognizing what gets you excited and like recognizing what breaks your heart. And so this for me was like a way to basically take the two and make them the same. Mm -hmm. And every day I get connected with things that break my heart and every day I get to be excited about stuff. And so for so long, I was like, this makes no sense that I feel like a person ripped in two because I have like my academic interests and my extracurricular interests and they are very much not the same. And so for a long time I was like, am I just crazy? Like, why is that so different? And I just realized like, there are a lot of ways of doing the same thing. But the reason I bring this up is because like w one of the other ways that prepared me for where I am now is 
you, you get this kind of like when you're when you're serving in an office where you represent other people you get this kind of like imposter syndrome where you're like constantly asking yourself like am i doing this well am mm-hmm. i saying what they want me to say am i the right and i am just a, i know a lot of people aren't like this but i just like really really value representative leadership and like democracy in general and i just i don't know i could go on about it for a long time but i won't but i think like i have constantly tried to be a good representative and the thing is is when you're constantly questioning like whether or not you're representing others well i think it's really easy to be like empowered by their voices Mm -hmm. and saying to yourself like okay like i'm a mouthpiece for these this group of people and like it really prepared me for knowing like that that that's what i enjoy and so anyway Mm -hmm. i just think like empowering other people is something that like when i get to do it and when i get to like bring their words to life and make something happen as a result of like a concern that they have it like nothing fuels my fire more than that and so that's where i realized that that's my calling and that's kind of how i'm trying to live it out i guess so to speak so yeah Mm, i love that i love that a lot oh man well is there anything else that we should know is there anything that you didn't get to say that you felt like you wanted to or that our conversation has produced that you want to make sure that people hear yeah you know so one person that I really look up to and a lot of my philosophies are contrived from would be Glennon Doyle and she's a writer for anyone who doesn't know who she is but one thing that she says that really has resonated with me has been that like faith is belief in the unseen order of things and like as a scientist and this is something that's like very relevant to me I think and I also I don't know if you've ever like delved into St. Thomas Aquinas's five proofs of the existence of God but there's one of them that is universal and design artistic design in the universe and so people who study the earth and people who study science and they see the way that everything is laid out so beautifully are very moved by that i'm very moved by that but the reason that i bring up faith is the belief in unseen order of things is because you can take that on a very like spiritual level but you can also take it on an everyday level and so i try to live that out every day by just believing that what i'm doing is impactful and believing that what I'm doing is changing people's lives. Mm-hmm. And so that's one thing that I definitely wanted to talk about today. I wanted to hear your thoughts on as well. You know, what I would say to that is the unseen order of things. And I guess I've just never heard it phrased that way, like that exact verbiage, because it's exactly what I believe. You know, like it's uh, my little quip is. God is, wow, that just exited my brain. Um, God, God is faithful and his timing is perfect, you know, and it's the same truth with a different tune. So I think that, and you know, I think about my life and the things that I've experienced and holding on to that understanding of, you know, faith in the order of things that are unseen like that's how I ended up being student body president <laughs> you know and you just jump in sometimes head first and you're like I don't really know if this is a good idea but you've already fallen <laughs> yeah and I just 
What well, a- the reason, yeah, the reason that I just love this so much is because, like, for a long time in my life, I just kind of felt like a, you know that, like, DVD loading screen? Uh-huh. I think I've said this before, but we're like, <laughs> you you know, when you'd have a substitute teacher and you'd watch a movie in elementary school and it, you'd have, they'd bring out the TV and then there'd be, like, that DVD loading screen where it just, like, bounces back and forth between mm-hmm. the four corners and I could literally sit there and watch that for hours. <laughs> and for so long in my life, like, I've felt like the little DVD thing mm-hmm. and just bouncing around and realizing that, like, I need to believe that, what I'm doing has an order and like what I'm doing, even though I can't see it, Absolutely. it has a plan. So anyway, that's why I love that so much. Amen. And see, I think for me, it's, I am a planner and I don't like that. I don't know the plan. <laughs> and so my faith has really been wrapped up in this idea that like, even though I feel that I should know, I don't. And I am not the, creator of the universe so I don't get to you know <laughs> but I, I love that I love that and I love how you have really leaned into that in the last really season as you've kind of just walked along it's crazy so good in Proverbs 27:17 it says, "Iron sharpens iron as one man sharpens another." And I hope that all of you have a friend like Jaden that sharpens you. To say I'm thankful for Jaden is a massive understatement, and I'm even more thankful that she was able to come on the podcast today. Would you take a moment and pray for her? Pray for her in this season and the ones to come. I know the Lord has big plans for her, and I can't wait to watch them unfold. Now, here's the rest of my conversation with Jaden. All right, well, before we go, we have some fun questions for Jaden. We all know that I love a good fun question. So, um, Jaden and I have talked about this a lot, but I'm excited for us to talk about it and for you to hear about it. Um, Jaden, what's your Enneagram type? Well, it's funny because I feel like these are supposed to be probably fast-paced questions where you're not supposed to have a lot of lead-in. I don't know anyway. But it's funny because I want everyone who might be listening this to understand that, like, Caitlin literally thinks that she is the Enneagram predictor (laughs) and that she is the encyclopedia of Enneagram knowledge. And when I we first talked about this I probably had known her for like two months and I was like no I want you to guess and she and got it wrong I, I also repeatedly don't, I don't like to guess for this exact reason but continue with your story but anyway sorry I just had to put you on the spot a little bit but anyway <laughs> so she got it wrong a few times and I think it's a perfect metaphor to people often get this wrong about me but I am a very passionate and solid Enneagram 7 yes and I, to add to that, I also, I gave in to the temptation to guess Jaden's Enneagram type, which I do not like to do. I don't like to guess people's types because there's so much more to a human than what you see in their behaviors. And that comes from understanding the Enneagram. That's also having a degree that focuses on trauma. Um, but I did not do well. But knowing Jaden now is so much so of what I know about Jaden is so clearly <laughs> expressed in her type sevenness, but also like 
I'm very thankful for Jaden because the type seven in her pulls out the boring part of the type two in me. And I just need it. I need a good seven in my life to get me energized, get me to have some fun. Well, and any if there are any two seven friendship people out there, I often find that with all my type two friends, especially Caitlin, I like almost always decline her call on the first try. Uh-huh. Yes. Like literally just as a habit because uh-huh. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna talk about my feelings right now. <laughs> and then I like sit and then re- reassess. And I'm like, okay, maybe I should. And then I'll call her back. But like, she's so used to that now. Yes. No, I just understand that like, if I, if she doesn't call me back within 24 hours that I have to call her back. Like, so this is the pattern. So I'll, let's say I call Jaden on a Monday. She didn't answer my call. I don't hear from her on Tuesday. I'm like, hmm, I'll call her on Thursday and then we'll talk about feelings. <laughs> that, but By which, Thursday, I'm ready to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Okay. What is your favorite color and why? Um, my favorite color my entire life has always been blue. And it's funny to ask people why about their colors, but I would say the reason that I love the color blue so much is because it has such depth of emotion and such variety. And I often feel this way where I can be so many different things and feel so many different ways. So that's expressed in my color. But my actual like favorite color of blue, favorite shade of blue, is like a deep like royal blue. Mm. Love it. Um, but yes, love it. And it's also interesting because a lot of people that tell me that their favorite color is blue associate that it's like the versatility of blue is something I often hear about people who have blue as a favorite color. So very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. All right. Our last question. One of my favorite questions, honestly, it's been an adventure asking people this. What's the best compliment you've ever received? So as a person who is like categorically horrible at taking compliments, <laughs> I, I think yes. the, the, the best compliment that I've ever received and like just not diminished and not like tried to brush it off has been when I've had people tell me that I'm impactful. I think that's something that we all like to hear, especially for me, because I constantly like struggle with this idea of like, Am I leaving a good legacy? Am I making the world better for people? Am I being a part of the solution, not part of the problem? And so being told that people see the work that you do and they think that it's making a difference is like, brings tears to my eyes, truly. Well, I can't speak for anybody else, but I will tell you that I am better because of you. Likewise. Yeah. I love you, my friend. Thank you so much for coming on our episode today. Yeah, thank you so much again for having me. I feel so blessed to be able to have this conversation with you and be able to share it with other people. So I'm excited. And I'm just so proud of you. I know you can you can take this out if you want to, but I'm just, I like literally makes me cry. I'm like beaming because I just think about, I, it kind of makes me sweat, like how excited I am for you, you know? <laughs>